The following program is listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to be in the book of John. Back John chapter 2, and I have a special message today for all of our graduates. If you have a graduate in your family, maybe a, a, one of your children or one of your grandchildren, or maybe just someone that you know, I would encourage you to share this message with them today, especially if they're graduating from college or even from high school. I believe this is a very special message for them. And so go and find them or share this program. You can do that from the website. It will be posted there. So we're going to begin in John, in John chapter 2. It was the first miracle that Jesus did. So if you have a Bible, go and grab it and join us as we consider his word today. I want to remind you about our website at considerhisword.org. Now, if you want to share this with a graduate, that's a good place to do it. Just go to the website, and you can copy that link and send it to them from there. Now, look under the tab that says Radio Programs, and you'll find it there. ConsiderHisWord.org, but also you will find a place where you can contact us. We would love to hear from you. And if you write to us, we'll send you one of our little prayer journals. We send out many of these. This is just a little pocket notebook, fits into your pocket, fits into a purse, or easily into a Bible case or something like that. I take mine with me to church on Wednesday night, and when people say, pray for this, or I write down the prayer list, or if people ask me and say, pray for me, I can pull it out. It happened to me just this last week. A gentleman asked me to pray for him and his family. And I was able to pull out my notebook, write it down, and I'll remember to pray for them. It's also a great place to make a note of when God answers those prayers and praise Him and thank Him for it. So I'd love to get one of these little notebooks into your hand. All you got to do is write to us and, and give us an address where we can send it to you. Tell us where you're hearing the program today. Now, I'm going to make you this promise. I'm not going to send you a whole bunch of email. I'm not going to send you a whole bunch of letters asking for money. Simple transaction. Send us an address. We'll send you the notebook. You pray for us, and that's it. So do it through the website under the Contact Us list. You can also email me directly at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com. Consider his word radio at gmail.com. And in the third way, and the way that most people write to us is just through the regular mail. And so you can send us a note at Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. One more time. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. 
In John chapter 2, we find the first miracle that Jesus ever did. And there is a phrase in here, and, and I, at the risk of maybe taking it out of context, context a little bit, I want to particularly focus on this one verse. It's verse 5, but I want to read the whole account, first of all. This is John chapter 2. The Bible says, In the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine honor is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and he saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and we have well drunk than that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. And after this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. The first miracle that Jesus did was turning water into wine. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on the miracle itself. Cana was about 10 or so miles south of Nazareth. Uh, Jesus' mother and the disciples and Jesus, of course, were all invited to this wedding. They had run out of wine, and Jesus, through the miracle, turned the water into wine, and it was the best. Uh, the bridegroom was wondering why they had saved the best to last. Now, there were two things that we see that as a result of this. One is that the Bible says that Jesus manifested his glory. We see that toward the end of the verse where it says that when he had done this, that he had manifested his glory to the brethren. So now they were beginning to see who Jesus is and who he was. In the first part of John, John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The other thing that you see here is that the disciples believed on him. Notice that there's no mention of anyone else believing. Many times when Jesus spoke or when he did a miracle, he would say that some believed and some didn't and some questioned and so on. Here we don't see anybody else believing but the disciples. Now, what I find interesting here and what I want to encourage you about is what Jesus' mother said to him. You know, this, this message, although I, I'm kind of directing it toward graduates, it's really good for anybody who is seeking and desiring to know and do God's will. And if we're going to do God's will, we're going to have to be fully committed to whatsoever. I want you to notice in verse 5 that his mother said, in verse 5, his mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Whatever he said to the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I want you to notice, first of all, 
that if you're going to find God's will, if you've graduated and you just don't know what you're going to do, you know, you can ask God. You know, people get so much advice from so many places. But if you're going to obey the Lord, if you're going to seek God's will, you got to be willing to do whatever God calls you to do. You see, God's will is not like a list of things. You may have a list of things you want to do, and God's will is one of them. No, you've got to be committed to doing God's will. It's not just an option to consider. You've got to be committed to whatsoever. Now, God may or may not call you to preach. I know back in the day when God called me to preach in the summer of 1970, it was just before Labor Day, that when I went and committed my life and when I felt like God was calling me into the ministry, that when I prayed, I said, Lord, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Little did I know that one day God would send me to an Indian reservation to minister to Native American pre people. And God may not call you to preach, but God may, in His will, may want you to be an accountant or may want you to work in a store or may want you to be in some place where you have influence, some kind of ministry among the people who work there. God needs people everywhere. Maybe it's in education. You know, that's something you have to pray about. God needs servants everywhere in every occupation willing to serve him, to be committed to whatever he calls you to do, to be committed to go wherever he sends you to go. God may send you around the world, and he may send you across the street. You know, people who serve in hard places, I hear about missionaries who are in very difficult circumstances, and yet they're as happy as they can be because they know that that's where God sent them and that they're doing God's will. So the first thing is to be willing to do whatsoever, serving the Lord wherever he may send you, doing whatever he has called you to do. Seek his will, and he'll show you. Secondly, notice what she said to them again in verse 5. He said, whatsoever he saith unto you. We've got to be listening to God's voice. John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are you listening for the shepherd's voice? Are you listening for the joy voice of Jesus? Now, he may speak to you in many different ways. He may speak to you through someone in your life, maybe a parent or a grandparent, or maybe even a coworker or a friend. And they may speak God's will. You've got to be listening. He may speak to you in his word. He may speak to you directly through the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. There's no need to listen to any other voices. Listen for the voice of the Savior. Be careful. I want to warn you, be careful of godly, ungodly counsel. Remember, Psalm 1 said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Be careful about following ungodly advice. I'll tell you a pet peeve of mine, and I'm sure you've heard it. And every time I hear it, I just cringe. And I know they mean well. And I know they're trying to sound uh, maybe wise. But have you heard people stand up and say, young people, 
Just follow your heart. That's some of the worst advice anybody could give you. Do not follow your heart. Quit listening to that message. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusts his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Again, Jeremiah 17 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Do you really want to follow that? No, seek the Lord and His voice. Psalm 105, 4 says, Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. And trust Him. Now, He's going to give you direction. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. And get this. He shall direct thy paths. So listen to the voice of God, not to all of the voices of the world. Listen to the voice of the Savior. He'll direct your path. He will guide you. Knowing God's will and following God's will means we've got to be fearlessly obedient. I want to read the verse again. He said, His mother said to the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. That's obedience. Following will, following God's will may not be easy, but do it. It might be scary, but do it. Following His will may take you far away. Do it. Following His will may seem impossible to you, but do it. God can enable you to do anything He's called you to do. He can equip you to do anything He's called you to do. And he'll give you the strength to do it. Just do it. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider his word. His Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, till next time, God bless you as you consider His words. The preceding program was listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries.